welcome to another evil chocolate cookie podcast in the podcast in the podcast in the podcast in the podcast hello hey all right you're golden all righty, welcome. All right, welcome to the Evil Chocolate Grab Bag. We're um and uh, with Katie, except for now, Katie, you have a big surprise for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, we have someone joining us today. Hello. Yep. And, yep. Hey guys, and it, it's Jamie, and you'll be hearing a lot more of me on this show. On the show, yep. we talk about we talk about all manner of game shows. <laughs> Oh, yes, we definitely do that. You guys thought the Jeopardy episodes were crazy? Well, look out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to, you know, I don't think we talked about, about this yet. So, Jeopardy revealed its hosting chores, at least for this season. Now, next season, we don't know yet, but this season, it's going to be so Ken Jennings will host the regular programs, while Mom Bialik will host the tournament programs. At least, at least that's what we're thinking. They didn't really give us a specific outline of who's hosting when my and Bialik's big problem is she has other stuff on her plate right now so she doesn't have a very easy schedule <laughs> yeah now Ken, now Ken does because he's you know Ken um, I, I mean apart from being on working on the chase he has a lot of time to devote to Jeopardy yeah well he already works there anyway so mm-hmm, exactly so so Ken's gonna have it pretty easy, actually, in the way in the way of in the way of the Jeopardy hosting chores. Now, um, now, now, what we do now, in addition to that, um, Jeopardy um, is will still be offered to stations six nights a week. I say six nights, but it really it really depends on what your station is. Right, considering but- that we usually get a rerun on Saturdays. Yeah. Now the re now it used to be the reruns were hosted by Alex Trebek, and you know, and I and they're not cycling those anymore, which is so wrong. It's not even. Yeah, the reruns were hosted by. Now the big question I think is when they find a permanent host, who's going to take Johnny Gilbert's place? Now Johnny Gilbert is ninety six years old. Okay. It's. I think that's a great opportunity for Rich Fields to work his right. magic. I think that Rich will be a great announcer for the show, and I think, for me, in my opinion, I think that Rich. I think that Rich deserves a shot. I mean, come on, he he was on, he, he he did the prices right forever, you know, replacing the late Rod Roddy when he passed away. Now, yeah, and the way he got treated on the prices right just was not fair at all. Now, for those like me who don't know what happened, tell the listeners what happened. How, how what happened to Rich that caused him to leave to leave the show? What happened? Um, let's just say Mike Richards didn't like him, and Rich Fields actually posted this himself online after the whole Mike Richards thing came out. He's pretty much his words were that Mike Richards didn't approve of him, and pretty soon he was out with everyone who worked there, and then he was out of the show. Which honestly really sucks because you took somebody, you you know, I think what, what the Price is Right has always needed, and they have it now with George Gray, is a younger voice. Right. You know, they, I think the goal should be to introduce the Price is Right 
for audience. I think they should really, I think if the goal is to bring that show to a new audience, I think that George Gray and even, and even Rich Fields accomplishes that in their own way. And right. for Mike to just utterly just bash Rich for no apparent reason. Well, we have since really learned that Mike is good at bashing people for no apparent reason. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he hosted the. Sh- I mean, it, it's funny. Now, Mike also has several game show hosting credits to his resume, such as being the host of the short-lived, and I mean really short-lived, Pyramid back yeah, in from 2012. 2012. Mm-hmm. The show itself wasn't bad. I just, I don't think people liked. It stayed true to the original. To the original pyramid structure, it really, really did. It stayed true to the original pyramid. But when Mike Richards started hosting Jeopardy after Alex's passing, I knew when that when that was announced, we knew there was going to be a problem. Yeah, you all did have a pretty sizable problem that day with having to deal with me. Yeah, and I got to thank our host Katie because. She rallied against not putting Mike as the host for Jeopardy, and thank God she did because uh, he's not there anymore. (laughs) Exactly, and he got fired. So there was that. So now, although what I although the question I have now is, they have thirty six seasons worth of Alex Trebek's material to pull from. What I think they'll be doing maybe in the next couple of years is selling the inventory of Alex's Jeopardy programs. So you may be able to watch, um, maybe, maybe they'll put the old ones available on Pluto TV because the show is syndicated by CBS media ventures. So, and CBS owns Pluto. So maybe they'll put, the Alex Trebek hosted episodes of Jeopardy there. I hope they do. I you know, yeah, they they need to because those don't need to just get lost to time. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I understand <clears throat> that Jeopardy needs to move forward, but it's impossible to move forward if you forget where you came from. Exactly. What you should, what I think they'll probably do, maybe in the next year, they, they might even do it next year. Who knows? What I what they what I think they may end up doing in the next maybe next year or two is adding Jeopardy to the lineup of game show channels on Pluto TV, joining channels like the Barker Era, Price is Right channel, or Buzzer, or the newly launched and Katie-addicted game show Central, uh, not game show Central, uh, Pluto TV game show. Yes, that channel is amazing. You really need to check it out if you haven't already. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, especially the Fox-hosted runs of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, which are a lot better than the syndicated runs. Yes, yes, they are. And I think the reason why is, one, you win more money. Two, they really, I think they tend to change the rules for syndication probably more than they should. Now, there was a digital multicast network called Light Light TV, um, which was owned by Sony, and it aired... Well, it wasn't on my center. I think I forgot who, who owned that network. Anyway, it aired the the half hour syndicated runs of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And Nickelodeon did release their own version. Yeah, um, but a couple years ago, I saw of it, it wasn't any good. 
Yeah, I think for one, you got to have Jeff Foxworthy. That's the first thing. You got to have right? Jeff Foxworthy, not John Cena. And, right. you know, I mean, it, it, and, and it just didn't. The thing about Nickelodeon is they have the occasional game show greats and the occasional dud. Yeah. But I, but again, I think Pluto will launch a Jeopardy Alex Trebek era channel, hopefully, really, really soon. Speaking of which, somebody, and if you're watching last night, like last night, because today's today's Thursday as we're recording this, but as you as you but if you tuned in last night, which Katie, I know you did, um, somebody is over the eight hundred thousand dollar mark. Absolutely. Okay. And now help me. What's her name? Uh, Amy Schneider. And th- this is the transgender uh, lady, right? Right. We, you know, actually, we might mention her in this when I post this on Twitter. She might like that. Yeah. 800. What was it? 800. I think it's like $806,000 or something like that. Yeah. Um, to, okay. Today, she could crack the million. Well, okay. I, it would really depend on. In order for her to crack the million today, she would have to get every question right and go crazy on the daily doubles. Yeah. Now, now, could she be another Matt Amodio? We don't know yet because Matt Amodio played really, really good during his run on the show. Matt played really, really well. I mean, 33, 33 days is a, is a is a really <laughs> is a really you know big task for any game show contestant a 33 day total he was up in the he was, he was over the one million dollar mark yeah but, when, when he won his 33rd game and passed james holdtower i was just like holy cow exactly and now five more. yeah now what i would love to see and so far it's never happened but to see if amy could win her 74th game and oh, Tykin would love that. <laughs> oh man, the whole nation would love it. Seventy-four games. I think, and, and then she, would, you know, she would go on to to Jeopardy greatness. I what what I what I've yet to see, however, I've seen her play. I've seen contestants on that show choke in thirty or thirty-five or forty days. I've seen those contestants choke, and that's a problem. But with the way Jeopardy is structured. You miss one or two questions; it's not going to hurt you that much, but it's but it's but it's when you start missing questions, questions that you should know, then it becomes a big issue. So we're going to be watching Amy over this next few weeks to see how she does. Um, Surprise! And amazingly, they were still taping new shows during the holidays. Um, Oh, actually, unless those shows were 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 already taped. Um, Well, the the only reason they took a break last year during the whole Christmas thing, um, they had a few reruns they wanted to show, and Alex's last week of episodes was originally scheduled to air the week of Christmas. Had they done that to us, I would have had to hurt them. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to be watching that. What I would have loved to see, however, and I'm glad we're getting this now, is to see a transgender woman um really make her mark on that show and it appears that she that's what she's already done and that is something to be really really proud of um i want to i want to move on i want to talk about 
Game Show Central because it looks like there's two different versions of Game Show Central. Right. Okay. One version airs on Pluto. The other airs on the Roku channel. Right. And the you usually the same version that airs on the Roku channel. You also get places like Samsung TV Plus, which is Samsung exclusive. So unless you have like a Samsung device, you're not going to be able to access it. Right, but it's the same. Although the one that air, the one on uh, Roku channel has a lot of different, a lot of the different programs. For example, the thing the thing about the the Roku channel or Game Show Central versus say versus say Game Show Network is Game Show Network is primarily <laughs> re- relying on I think four or five different shows right. for their lineup and only showing the older stuff maybe in early morning or late night slots. So for example, I'm looking at the weekday schedule now and it's a lot of America says a lot of catch 21, a lot of um, the Steve Harvey hosted family feuds, maybe a late night run of a game show or something like that. But, you know, but, but that's really all we're getting on the network itself. Oh yeah. And chain reaction uh, when they decide to put out new ones. And sometimes we'll get sometimes we'll get an episode of the older version of the chase. I think they used to do that at like three o'clock. Yeah, three in the afternoon. Yeah, they 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 do that now. But by the way, they need to get. Oh, you know what would be cool if they had the Sarah Haynes hosted editions of the chase. Well, I don't I don't see Game Show Network getting their hands on that because that's considered an ongoing program, and ABC still has the rights to it. Yeah, and Sarah Haynes <laughs> is actually not that bad. Actually, I think the new season is supposed to start sometime next month. Oh man, and I and if I know you, you you and I are going to be glued to our sets to see to see who comes out on top. But we've had some really good contestants that season, though. We we really have, and since they brought the Beast back onto the show, I think it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I although I think what we'll, they do for season for the next for the new season is relying mostly on the Beast and not really on all the other the other uh, chasers. Well, I mean, Brad and James still have quite a bit of free time on their hands. Yeah, so they'll probably keep them around, but not, but but Ken Jennings might want to focus more on Jeopardy, though. Right, he may, he, and he I may actually choose... read an article back in November. He wants the hosting job permanent, permanently, but he's not... Pick me, pick me, pick me! Yeah, exactly, exactly. I want to go back to the guest hosting thing. They, we had some good hosts, and then we had some that weren't so good. Right. We had some. Here that are really some really that surprised were surprised me because I didn't think they were going to be any good, and then they're just bam. <laughs> yeah, they threw themselves into it. Here are some that we've had so far. Uh, Lavar Burton. Lavar Burton. Honestly, I think I think those episodes got messed with. Yeah. Because LeVar Burton, honestly, knows what he's doing in front of crowds, and he knows how he knows how to read stuff out like that. But he kind of stumbled around quite a bit. I really feel like something had to happen to those episodes, because he's never that bad in front of the camera. I know. And then we had uh, Savannah Guthrie from, um, from Today. I, yeah, and I actually saw her again, funnily enough, on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. She shared some of the hosting duties, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Savannah Guthrie, I love her. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Then there was uh, Buzzy Cohen, who was a Jeopardy uh, 
player himself. Right. And he was fantastic. And people are still furious because they didn't give him the job. There was there was Bill Whitaker from CBS News. Who, yeah, he was kind of boring, I thought. Yeah, I had to agree with you on that. So we we've had a lot of different. I think Aaron Rodgers played once as the host. Aaron Rodgers was fantastic. Anderson Cooper. Um, a lot of people liked Anderson Cooper, but I haven't liked Anderson Cooper since I was five. So that kind of yeah, got there was that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so so many great guest hosts, but I but I see that they're stem, settling on Ken and Mayim, and but I do think it's the the, the tour. It's ultimately going to fall on Ken's shoulders because Ken's got a lot more free time, and he is really committed to the cause. And I think that's what Alex would have wanted. Definitely. And I think that if you're focusing completely on, you know, on um, you, you know, on Mayim, I think you know, Mayim, Mayim is smart, but you look at Ken, and Ken has his hand in jeopardy already. I mean, 74 games, over $2 million. Come on. I mean, you can't, you can't beat that. You really, really can't. And he's got, he's got kind of a lighter tone and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Mayim Bialik, she's, she's good with the contestants and stuff, but she has this tendency of being very loud and kind of in your face. Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And Let's as talk- good of a personality as she has, that does kind of bug me to no end. Just get, get out of my face, read the clues. Yeah, exactly, read the clues already, dang it. All right, let's talk about The Price is Right. Oh, my God, The Price is Right. Katie, you and I watched it the other night. It was, um, we watched The Price is Right at night, and yeah. then we watched, and by the way, we're getting a brand new one on Friday. Oh, wow, uh, really? A new one tomorrow morning, yep. We get, and that's gonna be on Friday. I, I saw the promo on CBS. It's gonna it's gonna be really, really good. So if you haven't seen it, man, you gotta check it out. Friday. Well, I mean, they should really do something. That tomorrow's gonna be the last show of the year. Exactly. I think, and I think they are gonna do some last show of the year. We haven't seen any more million dollar spectaculars in quite some time. I would have loved to. I love the million dollar spectacular on The Price Is Right. I mean, the closest we get is uh, Big Money Week, and I don't actually know when that comes into the schedule yeah now the price is right i love how they've added games but they've kept a lot of the most famous ones intact and they ever get rid if they ever get rid of cliffhangers or plinko or anything like that i think they're gonna have some angry viewers on their hands now katie you told me um now plinko there was a flaw that the producers never corrected and that's literally, and that's literally, and that's literally how it went to air. Yeah, basically, what would happen is they had a lot of like prices right video games and such, and they were advertising one that just came out, and Plinko was part of it, and they used the actual Plinko board. Well, in order to set the set the set up for victory when they were advertising it, they put like fishing line on the Plinko board to direct the chip into the ten thousand dollars slot every single time it was dropped. Well, they forgot to take it off before the next taping session. Mm-hmm. So this contestant gets $30,000 before they finally catch it. And they're just like, oh, my God, the game's fixed. The game's fixed. Stop. Stop. Tape now. <laughs> yeah, but but they couldn't. But 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 by that time, it had already. But by that time, it was already too late. And that's literally how it went to air. Um, now, I have watched 
several playthroughs on YouTube of the Price is Right video games. I've watched dozens of those. My favorite one is when, I think it was the Price is Right decades when they were playing that. But there was, I think, a Wii version. Um, They actually... They actually made some little handheld ones, too. One of them actually had a Plinko board on the back of it and a Showcase Showdown wheel on the edge. Yeah, I've seen... I've never seen... I've never seen those. Let, uh, you know, let, let, I have an idea. Let's talk about some of our favorite game shows released as video games or home editions that you could play with or handheld editions. That sounds like right? fun. Let's, let's start with... Okay, there were several Who Wants to Be a Millionaire games that were released and one of them and i remember this because my friend had one but it was not accessible it was the um tiger because tiger electronics made a lot of handheld games uh-huh. and one of them just happened to be a millionaire and this was it had these cards with codes on them Okay, uh-huh. it had these cards with codes on them, and you entered the code, which, by the way, is not one accessible. You literally needed set of assistance to accomplish this, right? But you enter the code and you answer the questions. But the questions would appear on screen rather than having Regis or, if you were in the UK, Chris Turin, uh, read the questions out loud to you like they do on the um, on the TV show. Um, and you'd answer A, B, C, or D. You had lifelines, things like that. And that's literally how it went to air. That's literally how, how they did it. It played a lot like the show. They also released several um, video game editions of Who Wants a Millionaire that I got to play. I played the computer game, which I needed someone to read the questions to me, which sucked. Um, yeah, and then there's the computer version that we played when we had our little fun and games day that crashed as soon as we got to the two hundred fifty thousand. Which sucked, man. I, 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 man. I, okay, I wanted to go all the way, but one of my favorite ones, and we, and and I think we played it here on the show with with Katie, is Millionaire with a Lady. Yes, actually, we did. We recorded that about a year ago. If you guys will remember, we covered Jeopardy and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in the same day. Yep, and Jeopardy actually still has out, Ale- and, and the Jeopardy game that's on A Lady still has Alex's voice in it. Uh, no, it doesn't. Not anymore. Okay, I think it's time for us to go over here to our trusty smart speaker here in the studio, and let's see what happens. Hey, Alexa, play Jeopardy. I'm scared. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny, and welcome, players. Nice to have you back in the game. It's time for the Jeopardy round. My assistant will take over from here. Our first Jeopardy category is New Year's Rockin' Eve. After an infamous performance in 2016, she returned the next year, this time singing Vision of Love and Hero. Who is Mariah Carey? Yes, that's Good it. job. Your second category is Facts and Figures. This show me state imports the most fireworks annually. What is Chicago? No, the correct response was what is Missouri? I know that. The third category is World Islands. Canada's second largest island, named for this queen, appropriately features Prince Albert Peninsula, 
What is Elizabeth? That's not <coughs> the correct response. Was who is Victoria? Oh crap! Our fourth category is pants. No harm done. Pants can also be named for this writing implement, like a slim-fitting skirt with a straight cut. Pencil. What is pencil? Correct. Your next Jeopardy category is drawing. On this kid's show, Steve whipped out his handy-dandy notebook to draw the hints he found. What is Blue's Clues? I used to love that show. And the darn thing crashed on me. Oh, uh, yeah, it does that. The response starts with the letter A. Yom Kippur is also known as the day of this. What is Africa? Go on. What is it? And it just crashed on me. Wow. Okay, so... Okay, that's sad how they've taken Alex's voice out of Jeopardy, which kind of sucks. Oh, their ratings have plummeted since they did it, too. You know that used to be a five-star skill. I checked it the other day, and it's down to two. Dang. People are angry. I know. Now, I liked Who Wants to Be a Millionaire back when they had Chris Harrison's voice on it. Yeah, he, he was one of the better hosts we had for that show in the amount of bazillions that we... <laughs> yeah, Millionaire, the pro- what killed Millionaire, I think, was the amount of host turnover. Yeah, I apologize, guys, I'm dealing with some sinus drainage, and you know how fun that is. Yeah, what killed Millionaire, I think, was Trebek the... Alex Trebek could tape when he wasn't feeling good, then I think I can manage with a little bit of sinus trouble. I think what killed Millionaire was all the host turnover that we had <laughs> during its run on the air. I mean, come on. Meredith Vieira, Tim Gunn, Terry Crews. Cedric the Entertainer, Chris Harrison. Uh, uh, who else did we have? <laughs> uh, well, we uh, we had Regis, obviously. Yep, Regis, yep. yep and yep. then I think Jimmy Kimmel did the last one. Yeah, he did the last one. So, you know, I mean, they, you know, it's funny because it, it ended a couple years ago. It ended after 17 years on the air. I used to, when I was a kid... Way back in the early 2000s, I would stay up late just to watch Millionaire. That was me with One Versus 100. I'd be up way past my bedtime because it came on at like 11 o'clock at night when they moved it to Game Show Network. Kiran Anaba, best host ever. And I'd, I'd watch the, the old NBC versions too because at that time they would air those at night too. The hour-long version that they had. Oh, yeah, hosted by Bob Saget, right? Yeah, Ken Jennings was actually in the mob on that version. I saw that episode. That was hilarious, actually. I saw that version. It was really, Look, really good. Look, if you find trivia somewhere, odds are you're going to find Ken Jennings in some form. Exactly. Exactly. Another great... Now, we're talking We're talking about, about home editions this time. Another great game show that was also offered, uh, that was also released as a home game, was Press Your Luck. Now, this actually was a Wii game, but it also ha- there was also a DVD game. Yeah, I need to see if I can't find one of those online. I've got a disc player now, so I might try to see what I can locate. Tell you what, if I, if I find it online, I'll send you the link. How's that sound? Sure. Yeah, so, so you can have that. But there was... Oh, there my, was YouTube, a, my YouTube people would love that. There was a version for the Wii that uh, featured a generic host slash announcer. Um, 
that sort of sounded like what would happen if Peter Tamarkin got turned into a computer. Yeah, but yeah, the guy's name was Terry. I forgot Terry's last name, but he he also did the commentations for the NFL 2K games. In case you're wondering. Yeah, now, there were, there were also several home editions of Family Feud as well. I know a few video games. One video game featured Todd Newton as the host. Oh, wow. That must have been cool. I'd love to get him on here. but I, have that, I used to have that version, but it don't work no more. Um, I actually, I actually have the service where you can invite people to like do cross promotions and be guests and stuff with you, and he's on it. I just don't have the nerve to message him. Listen, message him, get him on here, and we're gonna be asking him about a million questions like, "What was like the host <laughs> family game night? Why did you get the? Why didn't you get the job hosting Jeopardy?" Um, Unless well, he just didn't want it. Why don't you know? Why don't you? Why don't you commission? Why don't you ask Gimshin ever to bring back Whammy because that was a good show? Yes. I never talked too, too much about Whammy on here. I, now I realize how much of an oversight that was. Oh, man. Whammy. Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? Okay. So, if you, okay. So, for those who don't know, Whammy actually started way back in the 1980s, except for it wasn't called that. It was called Press Your Luck back then. And it was hosted by the late, great Peter Tamarkin, who, said, who sadly left us back in 2012. I, I thought it was 2006. 2006. Sorry, sorry. I was, I was. Yeah, thinking, I, I was, you were thinking about Richard Dawson. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Too many yeah. game show hosts. Ah! Exactly. <laughs> but uh, 2006 is, is when is when Peter uh, pa- is when Peter passed away, and um, I got and uh, holding the hosting mic was Rod Roddy. Uh, the announcer mic, I'm sorry, was Rod Roddy. Now, folks, if you are lucky to go on Press Your Luck, don't be Michael Larson. No, we talked about Michael Larson in the Game Show Scandals episode that we did back in, um, I think, mid-August. There are, there are several reasons why nobody wants to be a Michael Larson. But here's, but for one thing, the guy was going to leave, was it Katie? $50,000 in $1 bills just left lying around in his house. And he got robbed. Exactly. That's just like waving a banner in your front window saying, Hey, burglars, come over. I got goodies. Exactly. That 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 was, that was one of the dumbest decisions. He also memorized the entire uh game board. Which you now had to take some time. Yeah. <laughs> and it was because of that that a lot of game shows now are not in okay. Like when you spend the big bill and the price is right, there's no um it's not 5, 10, 15, 20, because that would just be too easy to, to memorize, to, to crack. Yeah, you just you just set it to where you think you might want it to land, and then you spin it around, and once it stops, there's a high probability that it's going to land exactly where you tell it to. And we saw the other day a lot of prices Right winners spinning a dollar on that wheel, which I thought yes, which is... Yes, if, um, if you guys haven't seen it, um, I highly recommend you go online and look for the December 24th episode of The Price is Right. Just what? Just make sure you're sitting down when you watch it. Yeah, because we saw a lot of winners. and Like literally lot. everyone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everybody. A lot of people. Um, I think there was one guy that won $100,000. Yes, he did on a game that no one ever wins. Exactly. But I, I think now only a few times in the Drew Carey tenure of hosting that show... Only a few times has the Planko chip actually gotten stuck in the board. (laughs) 
Well, they did redesign the little plastic thing on the board so that if it did get stuck, it'd be easier to knock it loose. Yeah, exactly. After our favorite little incident from back in 1992. Oh, yeah. If you didn't see that episode, it's online. Basically... Uh, they're playing Plinko, and the lady got in, and the board, and the and, it, and the chip got stuck. And she's trying to pull, and the lady's trying to trying to shake it to get it loose. And Bob was like, "Honey, stop, 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 stop! You're gonna break, you're gonna break my Plinko game." <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness, but that that that's one of those mini ones. Now, Pressure Luck did come in had home versions too. And it started back in the night back in 1984 when a small company released a version that. It was very, very, very boring. Just beep, 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 beep. That's literally all they gave you. There was no question around or anything. It was it was just that boring. Um, And there was, and let's see. Another version that was made was later, I think back in the 90s. And this version, it was a handheld with a toy version. It only featured like, you know, that was really all, 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 all you did. And then when you hit a whammy, you got this unearthly buzzer right to the ear that wouldn't stop. Mm, 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 mm. That was all you got. Yeah, that was all you got. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. Another, another version that was released was the DVD version of Whammy again. Todd Newton hosting it. Um, which honestly, I mean. I think the DVD version, I've seen playthroughs of it on YouTube. It was okay. It, it wasn't <coughs> It wasn't as bad as some of the others we've seen. So Yeah. Speaking of others we've seen, of course, there are also game versions and things like that. Now, another game that was released as a home edition was a certain show. It, had, it, 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 it was designed around Tic-Tac-Toe. Oh, Right, I think it's called Hollywood Squares. Yeah, actually, I found out from reading a certain book by the spring that Alex Trebek used to like that show. Oh, sure. Now, here's the thing about that show. The quest. Okay, it came with it. It came with the answer book. You literally to play this game, you literally had to basically. It would give you the answers, or, or the questions came in the book, and you had to answer the questions that way. Yeah, that would be kind of confusing, especially if you couldn't read the book. Exactly, which we couldn't. So a lot of the, you know, Jeopardy. I think Jeopardy had. I think Jeopardy had had had, had versions too. I think. Um. Yeah. Someone was actually telling me about a version that you could get for the PlayStation or something like that. I had the version for the PlayStation too. Many many years ago, and I sucked at it <laughs> because you have to spell the answer. You can't just—it's not multiple choice like most games. You 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 literally have to spell the answer. Well, I I think maybe part of the reason they did that they wanted it to be more like the actual show. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Jeopardy, I need, I really hope I feel better in two days' time. What's happening in two days' time? I have to take a test on Saturday. Oh, really? For what? Uh, let's just say my year ends that I had to wait. Mm-hmm. And since I didn't get a phone call for an audition, I get to take a test again. Oh, great. I think, I think, and so guys, if you, if you see a blind girl on Jeopardy, that's Katie. 
hopefully. If you see a blind girl on your television screen. Now, what they should do, I think, is at, like, 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 like what they should have done, though, is like an addition that could be done, like where you're Skyping from home or Zooming from home or whatever. And, you know, like at home Jeopardy, instead of the intestines being, being in the studios, they're, they're in their homes playing along. Well, I, I do agree with you there, but I also see why they couldn't do that. Because? The way they have to tape and all that, if they were going to record that segment, think of all the editing they'd have to do if your animal's right in front of the camera or if you dropped your phone on the floor. Yeah, that would be a lot of editing. There there are some TV programs, Katie, that really cannot be adapted for home, for home use, unfortunately. Right. But there were several at-home versions of Jeopardy, just like there were several at-home versions of Family Feud. There was a tabletop, like a like a tabletop Wheel of Fortune game that you'd play. I've never been good at Wheel of Fortune. I <laughs> I love to watch it mainly for the sound effects, just like I did when I was little. Mm-hmm. Because it's so hard to play along if you can't read the puzzle. Right now, one now 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 one show that's really easy to play along, and I've seen several home editions. I used to have one of the home editions was Family Feud. Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw my post that went out yesterday. I'm actually, I actually have some survey questions up, and I'm getting people to fill them out for me. Now, Katie, Family Feud, and you know this, they have had seven different hosts since the show began way back in the in the mid in the mid seventies, and it's still going, which is really interesting. Let's see, Richard Dawson was the first one. Uh huh. Richard was funny because. He Richard was one of those people that can make you laugh, even 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 if he wasn't intending to. Well, I mean, he did kind of get his start with that on Match Game, so. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, questions he ever asked was, "Name something that has to warm up before you use it, sir." And the guy responds, "Your wife." <laughs> and, and Richard's like, "You don't use narcotics, do you?" <laughs> So that was Richard. Now Richard left. Uh, Ray, comedian Ray Combs took over his host. Ray actually committed suicide. I found out several a while, a while so shortly after the show that version ended. I found. Oh out. wow! I didn't know that. I didn't know it either. Man, he was he was he was in his forties when that happened. Oh gosh, I think he might be the only one I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that that was Ray Combs. Then there was then Richard came back. Um to host for a little while then they and they wanted to keep richard hosting a little longer but by this time richard had retired from hosting game shows by this point um so comedian louis anderson was brought in yeah he was probably one of the more interesting choices oh really oh really why is that he just kind of he he had fun with it you could tell but just he was one of those people with a naturally monotone voice so it was like Okay, and that, that and that, and I think that's the first like, time we saw, and I think that was the first time we saw Burton Richardson as the announcer. Remember that? Uh-huh. So when Louis left the show, then the turnover continued. Burton still announcing, hosting this time was Al from Home of Robin, a.k.a. Richard Karn. I have to say he was one of my favorites. He was one of my favorite favorites, too. I, I, I liked Richard. Richard was good, though. And then King Neptune came. Well, well, sort of, as the host. Uh, Burton was still announcing, but hosting this time was John O'Hurley. 
Yeah, and if memory serves, he also hosted a version of To Tell the Truth. Yeah, for syndication, absolutely. Absolutely. O'Hurley left, and now we and now we got Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey really blew that show up in the ratings. I mean Oh my god, yeah, that show's on a whole other level. And it's a lot funnier. That's yeah, one of those he adds he adds his own personality to it. That's and- one of those shows where you can turn it on one time, never having watched it, and you automatically know how to play. Now, right. of course, they tried to release several of these for, for as as a lady games. One of them was called Family Duel, which I which I don't think we, we have you ever showed that off here on the show, Family Duel? Um, I did back in the summer, actually. Yeah, Family Duel was good. Um, we played that at the lighthouse and it was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. And then and then um now I now there are there's also a version of common knowledge also available as an A Lady game. Yeah, we showed that one off back last February. I think in one of the periods of time when it actually wasn't broken. Yeah. That thing spends more time broken than not broken. Game Show Network really needs to take better care of their stuff. Yeah, they might want to. But now, now uh, let's talk about Game Show Central. Some, 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 some of my favorite titles air on Game Show Central. Here's right. some of them. Let's see. Minute to Win It. Every second counts. Exactly. Apollo Ono hosted it. But they need to get the versions hosted by um, Guy Fieri. I never saw that version, if I'm being... What? Oh, my. Yeah, okay. I never really? got to see it. I think that was one of my times when I didn't have access to a TV. I'm going to... I'm going to... You know what? When 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 we finish taping, I'm going to send you the audio. Or see right. these. They are Now, oh, yeah. They also released home versions and video game versions of The Weakest Link as well. Yeah, I actually had one when I was little. Oh, really? I think the pieces got lost rather quickly because I was like seven, but I kept the timer and just played with the timer. Yeah, the timer's fun to play with. <laughs> Did it do the dun 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 like on the show? <laughs> no, it was just your pl- conventional plastic timer that tick tock tick tock tick tock like that. Yeah, and then when it ran out, it had this thing that would like snap down. How boring. <laughs> yeah look when I was little though a plastic timer could amuse me for hours what really yeah I, I like to I like to wind them up just to see how long I can make them run yeah I, I don't feel too bad I, I was the same way I was <laughs> they have a family feud app for your iPhone that just has the sound effects in it that thing's fun to play with Oh, I'm sure. It's fun to put ding, you know, or the other little, a little ring, little, little, the little yeah, ringer thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to get some sound effects for that game once I get a hundred survey responses. Yeah, I think you will eventually. And they even had um, the buzzer like that for a yep. strike, which is that we, we, we have the board game here in the house. Um, but it's not accessible for a blind person to play for obvious reasons. But I think there were there was also an A Lady skill for match game. There as was, well. but it got discontinued, and that makes me mad because I used to play it every day. Yeah, because it because it was it was fun to play. 
They took it away just as I was getting good at it. <laughs> now, let's talk about game shows that need to have their own A-Lady skills, <laughs> such as Russian Roulette. Right. Although I feel like you'd have to have echo buttons for that one and getting your hands on those <laughs> isn't exactly easy anymore. Yeah, that's, it's hard to find to find those. They're, they also need to have a whole, a, a, a lady version of uh, a press your luck. Right. And you could just actually you wouldn't really need echo buttons for that one. If you could just when it, you wanted the board to quit, you just stop. Exactly. Or they could have an alien skill for, probably not for cram, though. I don't see how that would work. Some things you just can't adapt for a smart speaker. No, there's no way your smart speaker could tell you to stay awake for 24 hours. No. What about lingo? That would be easy, I think. Now, lingo, okay, now me and Katie agree on on this all the time. Chuck Willery. Best version of lingo lingo ever. ever. Yes. And, and And he had the best version of lingo ever. Yes, because it was so easy to play along with. You turned it on, and then just bam, you knew how to play. And you automatically knew. So the way, okay, so so the way you knew, and Katie could, Katie could, Katie could tell you. Okay, so Katie, how how did the old version of Lingo work as opposed to the Bill Ingvall hosted version? Okay, so the the version that we're discussing here, w- once you spelled out the word, you had a variety of tones that would let you know where the letter was in the puzzle. If you heard a very high-pitched tone, well, it wasn't like piercing, but it was the highest of the three. If you heard a higher-pitched tone, you knew that letter was A in the puzzle and B in the right place. Mm -hmm. If you heard a tone of slightly lower pitch, but not like super low, you knew the tone was in the puzzle, or the word, eh, the letter was in the word, but it was in the wrong place. And if you heard one that was really, really low, that letter was not in the word at all. Mm -hmm. Now, the only problem with this was then the Ingvall version was released, which made it that much harder. You had two tones, and you never knew what they meant. Exactly. So and they were blended right together, whereas the other version had a slight gap between them, so you could tell them dun, 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 dun. Like, like that's how the Chuck Willoughby version was Yeah, then the other one is just beep, 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 beep. Exactly. So they really, I mean, they, they ruined Lingo up, up to that point. Now, 20, 20Q was my favorite. I used to love 20Q. I love 20Q. Yeah, that it, it it was funny because uh, probably because of the things that Mr. Q would say. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Q definitely needed computer lessons. By the way, Mr. Q, voice Hal Sparks, in case you're wondering. You didn't know that? You didn't know that? Seriously? You didn't know that? Right. Yeah. I like how when she when cat when cat would put him to sleep, it was like sleep mode. <laughs> I like he was drunk. You know? It, it really did. Or yeah. like, or like someone needed a battery change. Exactly. And now, if the name Cat Dealey sounds familiar, it should. Okay. So you think you can dance? She does that one. Oh, I I never realized that. I'd seen that show a couple of times, but I haven't put two and two together. Mm-hmm. Now, Lingo had Shandy Fennessy, who who joined Chuck as the hostess. She helped me you know, with the letters and things like that. But before Shandy, it was Stacy Hayes. Yeah, the... basically these two were kind of the lingo equivalent of Vanna White, if that helps you think of it. A little yeah, bit. exactly. They were, well, they, they weren't really letter turners, though, like Vanna does. But it, it was kind of their job to help out with the puzzles. So that's where, that's where I drew, like, the little 
comparison thing in case people were kind of confused. Remember how on Ling uh, uh on Wheel of Fortune, um, Pat was out. He had surgery or something like that. Yeah, and Vanna had to host for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But and they brought in some a really great good job. They brought in some great co-hosts. Let's see, uh, Pat's daughter Maggie. Yeah, she actually works for Wheel of Fortune now. Mm-hmm. She's their social media correspondent person thingy. Yeah, they also brought in, and you'll love this, Minnie Mouse. Oh, I missed that. I didn't have a TV. Yeah, they had Minnie turning the letters oh, on Wheel wow. of Fortune. You know, <laughs> and I remember they okay after Charlie O'Donnell passed away, they had several different announcers: Joe Cipriano. Uh, I think Johnny Gilbert announced once. Uh, think- yeah, and on the topic of Johnny Gilbert, he needs to stick to announcing and not trying to host. Yeah. Well, and what- it's nothing against Johnny Gilbert. He just has a louder voice that doesn't work well with the quieter task of, you know, reading things. He guest hosted the 1950s and 60s version of The Price is Right once. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Now, fun fact, Supermarket Soup actually started way back in the 50s as well. Right. Except for it's really hard to find footage of that version because... Now, Katie, so what you probably... Oh, so, Katie, people are wondering, why is it hard to find footage of the old, of the really old Supermarket Sweeps? Let's just say back in those days, videotape was really expensive. Mm-hmm. So once you aired something, you didn't leave the tape lying around. You cleaned it out and used it for something else. Yeah. So what happened was the reason why very little footage is available is because ABC wiped and reused the tapes, the tapes that the episodes were recorded on, which is which was standard practice at the time because these tapes were very, very, very expensive. So and they had to be probably several. I think probably three, probably hundred millimeter. Uh, tapes uh-huh. we used to record those shows, <laughs> but supermarket soup, supermarket soup actually started as an auction game, kind of like kind of like the Price is Right sort of kind of thing. Uh huh. Then they switched it over to what we the we know today with Johnny Gilbert announcing. Supermarket soup also did, also did this really cool thing during the big sweep, where Johnny would, would kind of be like the would kind of like, kind of like give you like the the play by play as what was going on, which is great for us. <laughs> Right, because we could we could follow exactly what was happening and all exactly. the chaos going out going on in that market. Exactly. Well, one of the remarks Johnny Gilbert would have made had I been on that show would have involved one of the shoppers face planning into the cart. Yeah, and that too. And now the Leslie Jones, the current ABC version, is no. Yeah. Tone it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly, you guys really—they really should have brought back David Rubrek hosting Supermarket Sweep. That that would have been that would you know they they they, they could have brought him back. Yeah, unless there host. unless there was like some reason he couldn't do it. Oh yeah, and then oh yeah, and then Pyramid. Now Pyramid, obviously there was you know the I think it was the ten thousand dollar, twenty five fifty thousand dollar, and eventually the one hundred thousand dollar versions. Uh-huh. Um. All of which were hosted by the late great and I'm at America's oldest teenager, Dick Clark. Right. <laughs> who, who also, who, who also, but but who 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 eventually got his start on American Bandstand? Uh, yeah, wasn't that back in the fifties or sixties? Sixties, I think. Anyway, so 
So uh, honestly, true story. When I first watched it, I'm like, was it? I'm like, I'm like, is that is that Alex Trebek? <laughs> when oh, I first wow. watched, yeah. when I first watched it, I see, I see where people could draw that conclusion. Because the voice, exactly. Yeah, honestly, the first time I saw Alex Trebek hosting something that wasn't Jeopardy, I was so confused. Mm-hmm. Then okay, I'll, I, I'll I think I was, I think I was a little bit younger, and they showed. Um, I think it might have been. Oh, hold on. Now I can't think of what. Oh, it was to tell the truth. To tell the truth. Yep, and of course there was also classic concentration. Yeah, which I just watched today. Mm-hmm. One o'clock sharp. Yep, and you are the only one I know of that gets about six a.m. just to watch concentration. Well, like like I said, like I was telling my sister, had Alex Trebek advocated for jumping off a roof backwards, I probably would have tried to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, look, when somebody has that much of a positive influence on your life, you don't question what they have you doing. Unless it involves swallowing poison, and then you always question Yeah, that. then you kind of have to question that a little <laughs> bit. I I heard that. I heard that. Oh, man. Th- th- folks, this is great this week, uh, hosting alongside Katie and looking forward to to, 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 ne- to, uh, to, to our next to, to next week's show. Which I was trying to say next year's show because it'll be a brand new year next time we, we record again. So, yep. um, and I think, um, and of course, you know, you can all, and, 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 if you, and if you like what we do around here, follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Right. And I still haven't figured out the exact mechanics of this yet, but subscriptions are available for bloopers and anything else that doesn't get released to the main feed. Yep. And also, um, and also uh, make sure that you follow us and also tell your friends about us and tell them when and how to listen next time. Cause you're, you're going to see a lot more of me on this show. Believe Definitely. you me. <laughs> You'll believe me. All right. All right. Game show lovers. Thank you so much for listening to the Ewa Ewa chocolate grab bag with Jeannie and Katie. We will Remember see... to get your pets. Spayed or neutered and help control the pet population. I was gonna, I was gonna say that exactly. Until next time, <laughs> as always, in the words of the late great Bob Barker, help control the pet population. Get your pets spayed or neutered. So long, everybody. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Evil Chocolate Grab Bag. If you'd like to contact me or support me, you can do that in a number of ways. First, if you'd like to contact me, you can do so via Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and on the Good Pods Network at EvilCookies98. Via email at theevilchocolatecookie at gmail.com. Via Skype, searching for the Evil Chocolate Cookie. And via Discord at the Evil Chocolate Cookie number 4569. If you would like to support what I do, you can do that via listener support on this podcast or via Patreon at patreon.com slash the Evil Chocolate Cookie. One-time donations are also possible at streamlabs.com slash the Evil Chocolate Cookie 1. Adding slash merch to the end of that URL will take you to the merch shop where you can get your own goodies. My other content can be found on YouTube at The Evil Chocolate Cookie, at twitch.tv slash The Evil Chocolate Cookie, and on TikTok at The Evil Chocolate Cookie. Thank you for listening. You're the best. And don't be evil. <laughs>